reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
The choir, you're not clapping. Oh, let your hand clap be better. Let me feel your hand clap. Yeah. Are you happy to be in church? Are you happy to be in church? Today is our Palm Saturday. Yes, today is our Palm Saturday. Because tomorrow is Palm Sunday. And because it's our Palm Saturday, we have a very powerful testimony in the house. Yeah. Yeah. If you are clapping for that testimony, then let it be better. It is to Jesus. Yeah. So this testimony is from the Aquaman Center. It says, I am a student nurse at Pantine Hospital. I completed school 2016. My aim was to be be a nurse. I tried applying to government nursing schools in Ghana, but to no avail. I decided to travel out of the country to pursue my goal of becoming a nurse. You also travel out of the country, maybe for a holiday or something like that, or a honeymoon. Yeah. She said, I paid my fees for a school in UK, which I got admission to. I paid my accommodation. I had my visa as well. The week I decided to travel was when the president closed borders and flights were grounded due to COVID-19. Mercy. It was a big blow to myself and my family, looking at how much we had spent. I always spend usually around 2,000 Ghana cities for forms and admission processes for nursing school. So I was very broken. Last year, I told myself, let me try one last time and see what God would do. I prayed using Jeremiah 33.3. Somebody, you are here. You've been trying something. It's not working. You've tried. It's not working. You want to try one last time. I said, you want to try one last time. And as you try that last time, God is going to come through for you. Yeah. I prayed using Jeremiah 33.3. To my amazement, I had calls from three schools I applied to. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Look. Somebody can get depressed because they didn't get admission to school from 2016, 2021. It's not easy. I was confused as to where to go. I prayed to God and I had a vision to be at Pantine. By the grace of God, I am there pursuing my career as a nurse. Glory be to God. I thank God for Bishop Ogo for always leading us. Oh, come on. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful? That was a very powerful testimony. And to wash that testimony down, I want to invite our sister Grace to come and give us a very powerful song. To wash that testimony down. Come on, put your hands together for her.
But you were the Son of God You are the Savior of the world You are the way, the truth, the life Who is Jesus? He's the Savior The only way to the Father built a house you never brought a book you never had an office you never had an iPhone you never went to university you never drove a car you never traveled 200 miles from home the people want who is Jesus? He is the Savior. got married, you never had a child, but we were all your children. You never had a bank account, but you made us all rich. All power belongs to you. Oh, yes, my Lord. He is the Savior. He is the only way to Truth to set me free. He is the life. I love him so much. I love him so much. Cause he loved me first. The lover of my soul. He is the way. He is the truth. You 
the truth that sets you free. He is the light. Yes, he is. The lover of my soul, the savior of the world, the way, the truth, the life. The only way to the Father, Father, Father. The truth. He is the light. Amen. And I can guarantee to you that tonight you are about to hear something that you have never ever heard before. How many of you believe that God speaks to us every Saturday night? And I believe that He speaks to each one of us differently. The message is the same, but everybody's hearing a different thing. But tonight, before we get into that very special time of the service. I want you to help me to welcome one of the minstrels in the house. Let's welcome our sister Enam to bless us with a song. Your 
with an expectation. Oh, tonight we have some bishops in the house. Bishop Rory, you're welcome. Bishop Nanose, you're welcome. Bishop Landy, you're welcome. Beautiful. But the way to come to church is to come with an expectation. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's to come expecting something of God. Can I see somebody in the house who's expecting something of God? I'm expecting a personal word from God tonight. That's why I have my notebook ready, my pen ready, and I'm going to be writing. The verses may be the same, but God may have something special to say to me. And tonight, if you believe that God has something special to say to you, I want you to stand to your feet. That's a sign of honor. Then I want you to clap your hands. That's a sign of excitement. And I want you to make some noise tonight. And welcome to this moment, the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh God, come on, make a noise. You can do better. Come on. happy to be in church tonight and let your hand clap be louder still father we thank you we are grateful to you for the blessing and the privilege to be in your presence we ask you 
to speak to us tonight. It's always a blessing to hear your voice. And when you speak, we are refreshed. Holy Spirit, take over this meeting. Be the Lord of other service. And let every heart be glad because we came. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. It's a blessing to see you all in church. I think these days that um, time is flying faster. You know, it's like yesterday that we met last Saturday. But I'm very happy to see all of you. And uh, I'm happy to know that God is doing something great in your life. And uh, I'm sure you've seen the remix of the Good Friday. Have you seen the remix? Yeah, it's going to be a powerful remix. And um, we are going to gather here on Good Friday. Amazing things are going to happen here. We are going to receive from our Father online. Yes. If you can sit in your house and watch Manchester United and Leeds playing in England, then you can also be here and receive powerful ministrations from our father and our prophet as he ministers from another location. So it's going to be massive. It's going to be massive. And since it's going to be here, it means even busing is going to be easier. Are are you with me? Yes. So um, he that busts one sprinter is going to bust four this time. It's going to be a swollen Friday here. A swollen Friday. So, we are combining all our Salvation Wednesday, Salvation Sunday, Salvation Tuesday, Salvation Thursday, all the souls. Yes. We are starting call centers immediately. Yeah. MCUs are on the job now. In fact, I should have even sent you to another room to start work. Yes, but don't worry, we are getting things right all the time. So, um, there are going to be major call centers and the different hubs are going to be major mobilizing centers. We are believing God to fill every space in these four walls and... uh, not these four walls, but the entire outside, behind, everywhere. You know. So, every single person must believe God. And the time is short. You know. And if you want God to do something short in your life, 
a short work in righteousness. They must trigger that short work by doing a short work in righteousness for him. Yes. Yeah. Those of you who are believing God to marry by December. Do you know what it means to marry by December? When you don't have a beloved in March. You don't even have savings. But your faith tells you that you will marry by December. Okay. If you expect God to do that, then he's also and he can do it. Yes. Yes. Then he's also expecting you to gather the largest crowd you've ever gathered on Friday here. So GSOs, MCOs, everyone, movie overseers, center leaders, basant, every single one of us is going to be majorly involved majorly involved in um, gathering and it's going to be a very powerful time as we receive from our father I believe that amazing miracles amazing turnarounds amazing supernatural experiences will take place so I want you to be very very alert and remember that we don't have another Sunday to do anything the following week. It's this Friday. Tomorrow Friday. You know, so um, some of you who are doing your resets, Salvation Wednesday resets, you can use Good Friday as your mock. <laughs> as your mock and then believe God that it will work so that you have confidence to do your reset. But can you clap your hands for Good Friday church service at your local church online? Or let your hand clap be more exciting. Your greatest blessing is to be in church. And it's even greater when you serve God. It's even greater when you serve God. And I want to I want to encourage you to give your best to the Lord. You know, that, that song, Lord, I'm giving my best to you, Lord. God deserves your best. And uh, give it to him as you have breath. Serve him. Walk with him. Love him. Let him be your focus. Let him take your attention. Let him be the object of your love and your passion. And I tell you, many years to come, you will discover that what you did by following God was the best step you ever took. Hallelujah. Tonight, we have our yellow book and I'm preaching. This is the key fact for new believers. I told you when we returned to church after our lockdown that we were starting life all over again. How many of you were in church when I announced it? I said, we're starting life all over again. And JSOs, um, I would like to see you for a special meeting. JSOs, uh, please. I would like to see you for a very special meeting. No matter the time, whether it's 3 a.m., let's meet. I need to see you before you go home. Yes, I was saying something. That I said when we, when we returned, I said, we were starting life all over again. You know, starting our Christian lives, starting the church, 
And I think it's been an exciting adventure. And uh, I believe strongly that God is shaping us up and making us better and stronger Christians. So today, I'm teaching from chapter 9. That's where we are now. Last week, I repeated something I felt that it was necessary for me to repeat that bit on meditation. Um, I want to say it again. If you are a child of God, you need to read your Bible every day. Amen. And so get the message. Once I start recapping, there is going to be a new message in a new message. So today, I'm preaching on from chapter 9. Chapter 9. Chapter 9. Grow in your new life by praying regularly. Amen. Grow in your, in your new life. Say, I have a new life. Say, I have a new life. And I must grow in it. And you see, many of us, the very fact that we must grow in it means that we must start that new life anew. Because many of us are not growing. You see, a Christian must grow. Amen. A believer. First Corinthians 13. Verse 11. Is it 11? Yes. This is a Christian. He's telling us that there was a time he was a child. When I was a child. But some of you, after 10 years, you are still saying when I am a child. But it should be when I was a child. When I was a child, I speak as a child. My understanding was the understanding of a child. My thinking, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I parted with a certain way of thinking, understanding, and speaking. So you see that somebody was once a child. But now he is a man. And I pray that this becomes your testimony as well. That there was a time when you were a child. And now you are a man. You know, if you really mean to walk with God, then you better focus on growing. If you are genuinely interested in being a Christian, walking with God, living for the Lord, then growing in that life is a must. Otherwise, what is supposed to be an exciting, adventurous life becomes a problem. Because all of us 
are happy when we grow. I mean, physically. I mean, there's nothing that, that delights a mother than to know that his son is taller than her. It, it's almost like a prize. Like the, the mother can now die. To raise a son who is taller than you. You can now die. You, are, you, you have achieved. Can you imagine you give birth to a little boy and after 25 years he's still in a court. And I've seen one before. I watch one on TV. And what I've just said, a 25 year old boy in a court had to be carried, had to be bathed, had to be fed. That's a problem. You would not enjoy, I mean, you must be, I mean, of course, if you are a mother, that's what you have. That's what you have. So you better, I mean, that's what you have. So you must have it. You must embrace it. But it's not nice. It's not nice to be carrying a 25-year-old man. Batting him. Wearing pampers. Feeding him. With porridge. I've seen it before. I'm not talking about something I've imagined. There are human beings in houses like that. When you visit that child, you won't see that child. Because they are inside the room. But I'm just saying that it's not nice. The joy of giving birth is the joy of seeing even your baby now walking, trying to walk. Trying to walk and falling. Every mother's heart skips a beat. May you cause God's heart to skip a beat. May he see things about you that show that you are growing. Now, one of the ways we grow in our speech. I mean, here, Paul gives us three areas where he was able to show that he had grown. How he talked. He said, I spoke as a child. And I've seen it. I've seen Christians who talk like children. I recently encountered one of that. A grown up married with children. But as I listened to him talking, I realized that this person apparently was not even real when he was walking around here. He's not mature. I mean, you can take, just, just, you can use somebody. This is, it's, it's here. I'm not the one. It's, I spoke. So you can hear the way someone speaks and tell yourself that no, this person hasn't matured. This person hasn't matured. This person hasn't matured. This person hasn't matured. The next time we hear you speak, may we hear the voice of a mature person. And we know you are matured, not just by the content of your speech, but by even what you say. You see, there's a, now, now, right now, I am preaching. I am preaching. That shows I am mature. Because I could have been talking to my wife. I was talking to my wife just before I came on stage. We were talking about something. You talk to your friend. You chat with your neighbor. Some of you this afternoon, you quarreled. I mean, when, do we, when you see someone talking, he could be talking in different contexts. It could be a chat. It could be a quarrel. 
It could be rapping a girl. I mean, many things. But one of these days, your talking must be a preaching talking. I said, your talking must be a preaching talking. It's different from chatting with your wife. When are we going to hear you preaching? Some of you, since you got born again 15 years ago, 20 years ago, nobody has heard you preach. So, so all you're speaking is a child. Hebrews 5 tells us that when you start teaching, then you are mature. Yes. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that another will teach you again the first principles of God and have become such as have need of milk. So I'm just saying that when you, whenever you hear any girl, what is it, a little girl or a big girl, any man, anyone, anybody you hear speaking or preaching, speaking the word of God, preaching the word of God has matured. So better start preaching the word of God. Better start preaching the word of God. We've heard you chat. We've heard you quarrel. You've heard yourself quarrel. You've heard yourself in all kinds of discourses. Now it's time to open the Bible, take a verse, and break it down as a teacher of the word of God. That is when you have mature. And you must mature. You must mature. When we give somebody the chance to be a center leader, we have we have we have lavished on that person the pleasure of having the opportunity to preach as a mature Christian once a week. It's a blessing. So, so that's how you know that you are maturing. By what you say. So if you are here and you don't preach, you are a baby in Christ. And it's dangerous to, to, to be a baby. No matter your age. If you are listening to me online. And you don't preach. You don't teach. You are a baby in Christ. Then the next one is. Understanding. I understood as a child. Some people are very low understanding. How you understand concepts reveals your maturity. On the, I mean, on the, like, like what is happening, you know why it's happening. What is happening, you, or what is about to happen, you know why it should happen. You have understanding. Some people don't understand what is going on. I've seen people do things that I can tell that this person doesn't understand what she's doing. She doesn't understand it. Because understanding is not for children. When someone begins to understand, it means the person is mature. To understand. You see, one day, many, many years ago, some people were working for me in my house. We were building. And some I think some masons called me that they wanted their money. <laughs> I had not paid them. So I was on the phone with them. So I asked, how much 
So it's not just the labor, but they brought some material, some blocks that they brought. I've also not paid for the blocks. And then some, I think cement. He says the woman is asking for the money. <laughs> for the cement. <laughs> Materials. And labor. So I asked, how much? And he mentioned the amount. I said, I told him that I'll call him back. Now when the call ended, my son, he was about 10 years was sitting by me. I was driving. So he asked me, Daddy, what is happening? Some, is some of this money with you? I said, yes. <laughs> some masons are getting their money. I was taking him to school. Then he told me that I shouldn't worry. I said, why? He asked me, do I have money right now? I said, I don't have money right now. Then he, said, then he told me, I shouldn't worry. I said, why shouldn't I? I said, oh, when he comes back from school. <laughs> he was very serious. When he comes back, he has some savings. He will give it to me to just settle the, 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 the people. The cement, the blocks, and everything. Yeah. I said, hey, me, I'm with somebody. I, th- I thought you were a little child. Me, I'm caring for you. You have money to pay workers and cement and so on. But just okay to ask, so... Um, about how much is he intend? Let's say that this, uh, the money I owed was about 15,500 cities, Ghana cities. As so, how much money do you have? Oh, he said, Oh, uh, grandma gave him 10 cities the last time, and he himself has got five cities. But he's sure that he has some two Ghana cities also there. So, overall, it's about 20 Ghana, and I shouldn't worry. Then I, you see, when he said it with confidence, I realized that he loves me, but he doesn't understand the type of problem I have. Some of you, you don't understand what you are doing. You don't understand what is happening. You don't understand. Good int- he, I mean, he loves me. He really loves me. If he could sell himself for me to get a 15,000, he would have sold himself. But you see, when he spoke, I realized that with all his nice intents, he didn't really understand the problem I have. And you can be in the church and not understand what sin is, what righteousness is, what serving God is. Some of you don't even understand how blessed you are to be in a church like this. You don't understand. Yeah, till you experience another type of church. You don't understand. The next one is thinking. I thought as a child. You can think like a child. How does a child think? A child's thinking is very, 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 very superficial. They don't think deeply about things. People, and, and I realize that people don't think deeply about what they are doing. He's doing something, but he doesn't really think deeply that this thing I'm doing is going to lead to this, which can cause this and do this. They don't understand until, until the problem springs up on them. People don't think deeply. I met one brother who was complaining that uh, something, uh, things about the church and about the church has done this, church has done this. And, and, I, and I explained to him. I explained to him that you, what the church is doing for you right now, eh? What the church is, I, I, I can't go into it. But I explained to him, I explained to him that you, your life has been arranged in such a way that you don't buy toilet roll. 
You don't buy soap. You don't buy food. You don't buy lights. You don't buy light bulbs. You don't buy light bill. You don't buy water bill. You don't pay for water bill. You don't buy anything. You are just there. You are just there breathing in and out. But because the church doesn't put money into your hands, into your pocket. Sorry, I said your hands. I've been corrected here. It's into the pocket. So, so I'm saying that when, when people are talking, you can, he, you can hear immaturity. This person is not deep. The person is thinking, but the thinking is not deep. As you're with the girl alone in the car, you see her off, she comes to you off, you are talking all night, you are chatting all night, you don't understand that this thing you are doing can easily trigger another outdooring. Yes. Because we've been brought up to think that familiarity breeds contempt. But my father taught me that my father, before he died, one of the main things was familiarity breeds children. Yes. Familiarity. I was I was nine years old when he died. But I remember that sentence. I don't even know how he taught me that. He said familiarity breeds children. When you are always close to every day, close talking, chatting, moving up and down, it can breed not contempt, but children. Sometimes it breeds contempt, but it also breeds children. And and when you are doing things, you must understand. If you are if you are a Christian, for instance, and you don't serve God, it means you are not thinking deeply. I'm telling you, you don't understand spiritual things. Warfare, evil. You've not understood evil. I'm telling any Christian you know who is not actively serving God hasn't thought deeply about what he's doing. You see somebody with a beloved, nice girl, attends prayer meetings, is a placenta leader. Read her Bible, spiritual. And you see, a brother can leave this girl and go and follow somebody with copper color skin and big buttocks and watermelon breast. It's happened here, here, here. Here. Then later, that thing explodes. You realize, ah, what have I done? You see, that, you see that this brother wasn't thinking deeply about what he was following. Because if, if you think deeply, you will, you will realize that breast doesn't help the marriage. How, how does breast help marriage? If you think, no, I'm saying, I'm, t- I'm, I'm not young boys and girls, I'm saying, if you think deeply, very deeply, you will realize that breast, the size of a woman's breast, has never made a marriage nicer. In fact, the bigger it is, the more it can destroy the marriage. It's a revelation. Yes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you physically that somebody has done studies and has found women with hip versus Waist versus hip ratio, and women with a certain type of ratio are not correct. I'm telling you, it's a study somebody has done. 
So you when you are approaching, when you see like today, I saw one at the airport, small waist and big hips. I say, but you understand because to you and suddenly, let's let's ask ourselves, how does big buttocks help marriage? Let's discuss. Like Mephia has come with big bottle. How does it help marriage? And I can, also t- I can also tell you how prayer, Bible study, and spirituality helps marriage. But if you don't think deeply, you will understand. Of course, if you are a young man, and these things will fascinate us. If you are a young man, I mean, men, look, look at them here. They all have flat chest. Because we, we don't know what it is like to, I mean, like breast is like a wonder of the world. You know, like that, seven wonders. Hanging gardens of Babylon, leaning tower of Pisa, and so on. Like breast, for a man, breast is a very wonderful thing. It's, 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 hey, what is this? <laughs> what is this? I've not seen some before. I don't have it. But you have to sit down and ask yourself properly. How does, whether the breast is the size of an egg or the size of a watermelon or the, I mean, how, how does it help? See, if you don't think deeply, if you don't think deeply, you will follow such things and crash your life. And many have followed such things. How does the skin of a woman help marriage? The skin. The color, the color of the skin. How does it help us to marry? I mean, practically, as a, like we are at home, we have slept in the night, we've woken up, we are at home, you've gone to work, I've come back, we have, I've hugged you, we have got children, you are pregnant. How does the woman's skin color help us in the marriage? But a man will follow skin. You know, I pray, you may think I'm joking. You may think I'm joking. As we are here in this church, there are correct girls. No boy is proposing. And it worries me. I, 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 I question the spirituality of the guys around. And I can see some, 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 some. I shouldn't speak. Lift your right hand and say, I will think deeply. Now, prayer helps you to grow. When you pray, it helps you to think deeply. When you pray a lot, it helps your understanding. Prayer makes you grow. The title of the message is Grow in your new life by praying regularly. So, prayer makes you grow. Thank you for the introduction. When you pray, you grow. You You actually become spiritual as you pray. Which is why most Christians don't pray. I mean, when you talk to God, your relationship with God deepens. 
And it makes you spiritual. And you grow. Talking, talking. Talking. The quality of a relationship is directly proportional to amount of time spent talking. Not having sex. Not having sex. Talking. Man and his wife, you can, they themselves can judge. You can have sex 10 times a day. And, ah, but my former church, there was a couple, they were divorcing. They were going to court to end the marriage. You know, depending on the type of court, it, it takes long. By the time the, the, the judgment came, like the marriage was annulled, uh, that is uh, broken by the, by the court, by the judge, the woman was pregnant again with a fourth child. <laughs> During the quarrel, they, 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 I don't know how. Half time, half time. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who knows the story. Some of you know stories of people who don't talk, but they are getting pregnant. They quarrel. Your neighbor in the compound house. You are quarreling every night. And the woman is getting pregnant. She has even got twins this time. You've seen one also? Yes. Maybe you yourself. <laughs> Talking. Oh, yes. I, I can tell you. I just came from a meeting right now. A young man with a girl. And she says that there's only argument. I told him, I'm calling you after the church. But it must end. It must end. Whether she carries flowers on her head. And when she breathes, gold comes out. It must end. I said, it must end. Communicating, chatting. That's why you should be very careful. So, if you are a married man or you have a beloved and you seem to talk to somebody else a lot, it leads to things as you preach. Oh, somebody's about to start a quarrel. I'm preaching nicely. Somebody's just trying to start a quarrel in the, in the preaching. Because say she and this that preach. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying that you can judge the integrity, the quality, and whatever of the relationship between any two people by the quality of the communication. And and, and I'm even zeroing it down to talking. Any relationship where the people don't talk a lot, it's a bad relationship. Oh, yes. And I'm talking, I'm not, I'm not talking about the talk is parallel, no. No. Friendly chats. If you don't chat with your wife, you should be, you, you should be sweating by now. Because you're not going to go far. You won't go far. Soon the marriage will be filled with cobwebs and worms. Ladies and gentlemen, your relationship with God also requires talking.
it requires talking. And the reason why we pray is that God has spoken first. And it's total time for us to also speak. When you read the Bible, it is God who has spoken to you. So even when you are praying, and you don't hear anything, he has already spoken from the word of God. You to talk back to him. The Bible is the, the word of God. He has spoken. So, if you want to hear him, you might as well be reading your Bible as you are praying. Because if you are going to hear my son, you may even run away from the room. I mean, can you imagine you are praying and they, uh, if you are my daughter, hey, no, I'm going home. I mean, what is this? You are in a room like the audible voice. If you are my daughter, or if you are my son. So, ladies and gentlemen. How many of you want to build a solid relationship with God? You want to work with God solid. You want it to grow. How many of you want want your relationship with God to grow? I'm teaching you six principles of prayer. Number one, it is important to spend time with God in prayer every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. First Thessalonians 5, I think verse 17. Yes, 17. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Pray without season. Pray without what? Say every day. Every day. And by the way, can I remind you? You know, we don't say this often. We don't say this, but I, want, I hope you know that you are God's wife. Mm-hmm. You know that you, you are a man, but you are God's wife. Yes. Oh, you didn't know. Take it home today. Yes. You are God's wife. Thank you. Thank you. You are God's wife. Like how a man will pay bride price. Of course, I, I, I hear there's a culture where women pay bride price. Indians. Okay. But. Normally, men have to pay. Obey. What was I saying? Yes. How a man pays bride price. God has also paid your bride price with the blood of His Son. So you are His. You, if we, are, we, we are the bride of Christ. Yes. Yes. Now, can you imagine a marriage where? The couple, they are together, but they speak once a week. Once a week. How many of you think it would be nice to have a marriage where the couple chat every day? How many of you are believing God that one day you will marry, like in your marriage, they'll be chatting every day? Can I see your hand? You are believing God. Like when you are in the office, your wife will call you in the office and say, Hi, baby, I want to hear your voice. Talk to me. In the office, oh, this is office before you get home. Abba. I feel like dancing. That in the morning, you chatter till you are late to work. And your supervisor is angry with you that you are late all the time. But you don't know how to part from your wife. 
Receive it now. But that's not what we see. We know that we arrive early. Now, we must build our relationship with God by praying every day. You know, make it your, 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 your vision that God will hear your voice every day. Even if it's for 30 minutes, he will hear your voice. When you talk to God every day, you are building the relationship. And any relationship with God which is built is a relationship in which the person is growing. When you build your relationship with God, it means that you are growing. Praying to God every day draws you closer to him. Closer to him. And the Bible is telling us we should not stop praying. I mean, pray without ceasing actually means you should be praying all the time. Even when you are in a meeting, you can be praying in your heart. When you are a believer and you don't pray every day, you are actually destroying your relationship with God. Because a relationship, whenever you hear the word relationship, the next word that must come close to that word is communication. When, when you hear relationship, the next word is communication. And for us, it is prayer. Lift up your right hand and say, I'm going to pray every day. Say, I'm going to talk to my father every day. Say, I love my father and he will hear my voice every day. I will talk to him every day. Clap your hands for Jesus. Number two, prayer builds your faith. Jude 1 verse 20. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When you pray, you build your faith. You know, can I share a verse with you? Isaiah 45, verse 15. Isaiah 45. Verily, thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, the Savior. God is not quick to reveal himself. He is very quick to hide. 
So he's uh, one verse in the Bible describes God not as the maker of the sun and the moon and the rivers, but one of the characteristics of God. I say, God is gracious, God is merciful, God is kind, God is love, God is king, and so on. One of it is that God is a hider, He hides. So already, you are, you are relating with a God you can easily not know or see. So, so, think about it. You are alone in a room. And someone is saying that God is there. Meanwhile, you can't see him. Now, such a God, such a God, such a God. If you want to relate with him, if you want to have anything to do with him, you must believe. You must believe. Because you can't see him. He said, he said, and we know that he hears us. We know. We know it. You, you, you must believe that he is hearing you. Because you see, God is not like your brother or your sister. I can see my sister, Sister Abna, and I'm chatting. Oh, Sister Abna, how are you? It's been a while. Wow, how was, how was your child? How was work? Oh, your, your new car. Oh, Sister Abna, I'm not sat in your new car. How is life? And, and I'm, as I'm talking, she's talking back. But God, <laughs> you don't see him. You don't hear him. You are just talking. You really must believe. You must believe that what you are doing is sensible. So, one of the ways to relate with a God who hides himself is faith. Faith. If you don't have faith, you can't relate with him. Because nothing, nothing will show. There is no evidence. I mean, if you stay in a room for 10 hours praying, I mean, what have you done? What, what, why? You could have spent the 10 hours sleeping. It should have repaired yourselves. You could have spent the 10 hours reading. You'd have had a little more knowledge. You could have spent the 10 hours watching a movie to be happy. But to spend 10 hours praying to a God you can't see. Ladies and gentlemen, without faith... You cannot do this. So when somebody prays, he is a man of faith. He believes. And without faith, it's not possible to please him. We are saved by grace through faith. I want to say to you that your faith is what makes you a Christian. In fact, we call it a Christian faith. It is a faith. Why do you think they call it a faith? They call it a faith because there is nothing physical about it. But people give their lives for it. People stop their jobs. People break relationships. People travel. People die for something you can't see. So, because of the faith dimension, you need to be somebody who talks to God a lot. Wow. 
Now, you see, when you talk to God a lot, I want to show you two faith relationships. Two faith relationships about prayer. When you pray to God a lot, it shows that you have faith. That's number one. You must have faith to stand in a room alone and be, and be talking to somebody and say to someone who asks you, and you say you are talking to God. When there is no God around. So you must have faith to pray to God. The other faith relationship is that when you talk to God a lot, it builds your faith. So it is both a cause and an effect. When you pray a lot, when you pray a lot, it causes faith to happen. Prayer causes faith to happen. In other words, faith is an effect of prayer. And then faith can also be the reason why somebody prays. That is, faith causes prayer. But whatever it is, when you pray, faith is released. And the just shall live by faith. You know who a just person is? A just person is somebody who has been justified by God. A just person. The just. You and I who have been cleansed by God. You know how we live in Ghana? We live in Ghana by Ghana City. You can't take safer to Madina Chotro Station. They will beat you. You get down and say, Chotro meets is a personal money and you give him safer. I don't know how you want to go home. We don't live by safer here. We live here in Ghana. We are able to rent houses, buy food, take Uber and all the things by the Ghana city. So without Ghana city, without that money, you can't do a lot of things. Christians also will live in our spiritual life by the currency called faith. Faith is what we use. Faith is what we use to buy things. You want to buy a center. You want to buy a basenta. You want to buy a car. You want to buy a wife. You want to buy a husband. It is faith. You put your faith down and you keep believing and a wife comes out of it. I know a lady, well, I don't know her personally. I heard of her. She couldn't have a child. Then she said, no, she has to have faith. So she went to town. Went to buy a court. Painted the room Kales Kales. You know Kales Kales? Yes. Bought a court. Bought baby's things. A room full of baby's things. Her stomach was flat. Every day she would go in and call the baby. Hey, Billy Rubin, Billy Verdin. How are you? Coco, Coco, Coco. Everybody thought she was mad. 
exactly two years after painting that room colors, colors and buying the court and buying the thing. Two years, a baby was in the court. You put your faith down, you get your baby. You put your faith down, you get your husband. You put your faith down, you get your church. I am believing God that every chair in this building will be filled on Saturday night and keep watching, baby. Keep watching. Without faith, you can't be a pastor. You may not know, but you are believing something. We are always believing God. That's why you are advised. Even there's a kind of advice in the body of Christ that do not live a life, don't embrace a life that doesn't make you depend on God. If you have, if you, if you have a life or somebody in your life who feeds you, gives you everything, it's like you don't depend on God. Don't live that life. Live a life that forces you to trust God. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying don't be rich. I'm not saying don't have a rich father who buys everything for you. Have a rich father. Have a rich uncle. And let him buy everything for you. If, if, if there is nothing you are believing God for to buy, then believe God to have members. Believe God to build a church. I mean, you must believe God for something. Because the stronger your faith, the stronger your relationship with God. And ladies and gentlemen, when you pray, you build your faith. I said, when you pray, especially Jude 1 verse 20, building up yourselves, Jude 1 verse 20, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You are sitting down in a room, you are pacing up and down, and you are praying that your church will grow. You are pr- find, believe God for something. Don't, you see, don't believe God for just clothes to wear, food to eat, a, a house to rent, a job. The Bible says, even the unbelievers, Matthew 16, the Gentiles, the Gentiles, these are the things they look for. You may not, but unbelievers also believe in God for money. So if these things do the Gentiles seek. Matthew 16, 32. Matthew 6, I said 16. Matthew 6, 32. For after all these things, do the Gentiles seek? What do the Gentiles seek? Go to verse 30. Verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Anybody listening to me online, your life is just, is just about, you see, asking that question is also a type of faith. What am I going to eat? It's like your, your faith is about eating. And you must eat. 
Your faith is about drinking. What you must drink. Your faith is about what you must wear. What am I wearing next week? This is my fourth blouse. My only blouse I'm wearing. I've worn this blouse for three weeks. What am I going to wear next week? Your faith in God must not be for eating, drinking, wearing of clothes, and job, and car, and visa. And I mean, how is it that your, your faith is just for visa? And he says that, verse 32, verse 32, next verse. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. That is, unbelievers unbelievers. Am I preaching to Christian believers of Christ? I said Christian believers of Christ. Yes. After these things do the Gentiles seek. I said unbelievers are also looking for money for food, money for clothes, money for water, money for light bill. So if you are also chasing money for food, money for light bill, money for school fees, then you are not different from an unbeliever. So verse 33, the next verse says that, but you seek the kingdom of God. Don't join the bandwagon. That's why we pray. That's why, you see, I, I, I read this verse to say that there's nothing wrong with being rich. Why shouldn't you be rich? That some people, they have no pro- In fact, I, I know somebody said one day he bought something and he was very happy that at least he had found something to buy. No need. But that man who said he was happy about something he, he's got to, he had bought. He's believing God to have missionaries in countries. So I'm saying that don't just if 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 so 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 you are just believing God for rent and food and, and water. So what if you get it? But the kingdom of God, your lifetime will not be enough. I, I mean the, the needs of God's kingdom, if you believe God for things in the kingdom, you will have a long life to live because your even one thousand years of your life will not be enough to meet the needs of God's kingdom. But if it's just what to eat, what to wear, what, what, what to drink, after two years, you have everything. That's why he said, as a believer, seek first. There should be a believer here in this church who is trusting God for a big center. Yes, there should be. You are an MCO. Are you an MCO? With centers under you. What are you using your feet for? Your feet, what are you using it for? To buy red dresses? The, your husband will love you more. Forget it. I said, forget it. Let's talk. What are you using your feet for? To, to, to grow your business. Forget it. What are you using your feet for? I can't hear you. So you are using your feet to have more centers. Not food. Not water. As for food, you have some by God's grace. I want us to lift up our two hands. Everyone, still sitting, don't stand. Just lift up your two hands. We are going to pray for this Friday. We are believing God for souls. 
mommy, enough of skirt and blouse. Sir, enough of contracts. Enough. Lift your two hands. Friday, good Friday. If you used to bus, to bring one bus, you are believing God that you bring four buses to church. This week, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, before Friday, we are going to activate a major work in righteousness. Lift your hands. Kadas, kadas, Lipa kasota ya bara baba ba limanda da kasota rebresunda baba yandeli we are not praying for visas we are praying for good friday stand to your feet now now lift your hands i'm counting three we are going to start praying everyone lord For the first time, I'm going ah. to believe you mm. to have people to bring. Yes. My center, my yes. basanta, whether it is media or, or audio or movies or whatever media, we are going to bring buses to yes. church. Everybody. Ah. Everybody. Lift your hands. Yes. One. Two. Pray. Begin to pray right now. We are not praying. We are using our faith to gather source here on Friday. Everyone, we are having a prayer meeting. Jesus, pray. Good Friday is a salvation Friday. It's a salvation Friday. We are gathering here, here, here. Santa, I am the 
Friday, Somebody will be saved through me. Lift your hands now. If you can, lift your hands. If you can, lift your hands and pray. You are lifting up souls. You are lifting up destinies. You are lifting up lives. Families. This Friday. We are praying yes. and we are asking God every group you belong to choir, dancing stars, ushers what is it? instrumentalists that no group in this church will be left out yes we are praying that God will lead us to oh, ready yes. souls. Yes, I said, for once, we are using our faith Jesus. not to gather money or mm. food or dresses, mm. but to gather souls. Oh, yes. yes. Four times our size. Ah. Ten times our size. Yes. Clap your hands and begin to Be pray once again. Yaba. Every group. your hand on your belly. Jesus. 
and ask the Lord to be the river of salvation. The Bible says, with joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. With joy, we draw. Yes, the wells. This Friday, we are going to draw from the wells of salvation. Place your hand on your belly and ask the Lord for joy. That joy. Let it flow like a river. Lita Sataba. Thank you for new lives. Great salvation. New souls. Ah, somebody's testimony. Somebody's miracle on that day will change his life. I said, somebody's miracle on that day will change his life. Somebody's miracle on that day will change his life. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We are grateful. Yes. We are grateful. Yes. In Jesus' name. Every eye closed and every head bowed. As we close the service, you want to say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. I'm not born again. I'm not born again. I'm just in church. But I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus. Pastor, pray for me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life, if you are to die right now, you don't know where you go to, whether heaven or hell, I want to get it right. If you want, you are here, you want to be born again, lift your right hand. I'm going to pray with you right now. Yes. Lift your right hand high above your head. Pastor, pray for me. Lift it high, high, high. I can see your hand. Lift it high above your head. You are not sure. You are not sure. Yes, lift it high. Be bold. It's your life. Yes. It's your life. It's your life. It's your life. Lift your hand high. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here and you are born, you want to be born again, you want to give your life to Christ and you've lifted up your hand, I want you to come to me here. Come. Come to me here. Come. Come to me. Come to me. Come. Clap your hands for him. Keep coming. Let him have his come, my dear. Come. come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Clap your hands for them. They are coming. Come and give your life to Jesus. That's all. Surrendering your soul to Jesus. God bless you, sir. Yes. Yes. Let yes. him have somebody wants to join them. I don't know who you are, but you want to say, I want to be born again today. I don't know where you are, but you want to come and surrender your life to Jesus. I'm waiting for you now. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you in Jesus' name. Lift your two hands, please. I'm going to pray for you, everyone, and say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, my dear Father, my Father and my Lord, today I turn around from my sinful ways, from my godless life, and I come to you. 
please father please father receive me receive me as your child as your child please receive me please receive me as your child as your child i've come back to you i've come back to you i've gone very far from I've you please wash me wash me wash me wash me with the blood of jesus i am dirty i've done many bad things please have mercy on me and wash my sins i declare today that i am born again i am born again i am a child of god in jesus name amen amen clap your hands for them what a blessing what a, I'm so happy you've taken this decision you know, and I'm praying that you won't go back I'm praying that you won't go back you won't go back to the world because Jesus loves you he really has plans for you and this decision you've taken will change your life forever change your life you see our pastors the, the ladies can you see the women who are waving their hands can you see can you see the women who are waving their hands yes i want you to please go to them go to them yes go to them they are going to talk to you they are going to visit you and those who are online there's a number on the screen you can call Somebody will answer. Somebody will talk to you. Somebody will be your friend. Somebody will help you. And I know your life will not be the same again. Clap your hands for souls saved. For those who have taken decisions. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. Oh, don't stop clapping your hands. Hallelujah. We want to come to the Lord's table we want to take our communion if you brought your communion elements if you did not bring your communion, your bread and your wine or anything to represent it don't worry everyone stand in place if you are sitting down, kindly stand please lift your bread lift your bread father we thank you. Lift your bread and say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. Oh, say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. I can't hear you. Don't use the microphone. Everyone say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. At the back, I can't hear you. Say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. As, I eat it, As I eat it, I am deepening my relationship, I am relationship. With, God. with God. My communication with God by this bread I am closer to God say because of this bread I'll pray every day I'll read my Bible every day the body of Christ for a relationship with the Lord the body of Christ let's eat it when I see the blood oh when I see the blood, yeah, I will pass over you, yeah. When I see the blood, when I see the blood, mm, when I 
Lift your cup. Say the blood of Christ. It washes my sins. It makes me pure. Say thank you Lord. For the blood. The blood that washes my sins. That sets me free. Thank you Lord. I can't hear you. Say thank you Lord. For the blood that cleanses me. The blood of Jesus. Let's drink. Lift your two hands. I want to pray for you. May the Lord draw you closer. I said, may the Lord draw you closer. May the Lord draw you closer. May you come deeper. Everyone. Say deeper, Lord. Say deeper, Lord. Say, may I know you more. Say more and more. More and more. Deeper and deeper. The grace to walk with him comes upon you. Closely. Closer. Any evil planned will backfire because of your nearness to God. Whatever Satan has planned for you, he planned it for you. Listen carefully. Whatever the devil has planned for you or against you, He planned it for you or against you. He did not plan it with you and God together. So when you stand near God, it is equal to the neutralization of demonic plans. I see you standing by God. I see you closer and closer to God. I see your relationship with God deepening. I see strength coming in your spiritual life. Father, we thank you for whatever being close to you will do for us. Whatever being close to you will do in our lives. We receive it. We confess it. We believe it. We sense it. We see it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. We sense it. Whatever being near Jesus means, we are receiving it. Keep clapping your hands. Whatever being near Jesus means, we are enjoying it. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, you may be seated.